Ladies and gentlemen, dudes, here we are, Hobby House Podcast, Episode 9. Uh, we are with uh, Dave Shelby of Shelby mm-hmm. Studios. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy. Yeah, sure. So I am David Dave Shelby from uh, Shelby Studios. That's just a name that I kind of uh, started when I was in Afghanistan to kind of start doing the whole social media thing with the uh, Warhammer uh, side of things. So, and now I'm here looking forward to having a long, interesting chat. Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, um, as I've done with previous, uh, I guess, ask the artist things in the past, I've had kind of a series of generic questions and then I have a few specific ones. I also have some of the pictures, uh, that you've sent me kind of slated. I'd like to bring them in. We could talk about them a little bit. Sure. Um, and then from there, uh, just kind of flow through the questions, see what feels right. If you have questions for me, let's bring it in there. I think the the main goal is for this to be a, a chill chat time mm-hmm. and yeah, just really good. kind of riff back and forth. So um, let me go ahead and start off with the first question. It's kind of a generic yeah. one, but I, I, I yeah, think sure. it's really important is what drew you to the hobby? Sure. So um, I've always been a bit of a, I don't know, geek. Is that the word looking for? Sure. Always into cartoons <laughs> as a kid, big Power Ranger fan. Um, Always, I'm still a Power Ranger fan now. Not the new stuff. It's mainly the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've got a few collectibles here and there. Always into art. Did very well at art school. And then um, never heard of Warhammer. My dad did some modeling, the Airfix stuff as a kid, and he had a few kits around the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember spilling a few paints on a new table and got my ass kicked for that. But uh, I've always had a kind of a side of the modeling kind of side. Always had an interest. And then I remember um, about 99, 2000-ish, I was in a um, like a how do you say, like a news agents. Hmm. Uh, and I saw a magazine. I was like, dad, can I have that kind of thing? And it turned out to be a Warhammer magazine. And it hooked me there from, from that moment on, you know, just the, the miniatures from the what late nineties. Um, it just inspired me just kind of more the painting aspect, not the gaming aspect, yeah. but just that whole world kind of sucked me in. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing it on and off and uh, it's one of the biggest ever regrets kind of not following the hobby on from the start. So obviously I've been in and out of it throughout the years really, but that was the main thing that drew me, that first white dwarf. And I've still got it, it's up in the loft. Um, it was the one with the um, Inquisitor uh, on the front. Okay. When they did the, I think it was like 75, 72 mil uh, figures back mm-hmm. in the days. And uh, then I've just been collecting them and that's the only thing that really I've kind of uh, been getting. I've always kept the white dwarf magazines. I've always been getting white dwarfs. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in, and out of the hobby, you know, and that's the only thing that kind of got me going. So how, yeah. How many white no, dwarf no. would you say you have? How many of those? Oh, uh, I've got at least over close to 400. Wow. Easy. Very impressive. Yeah. Very yeah, impressive. I've got, I've got a lot. And I sometimes go on eBay Um marketplace has been fantastic to me mm. to get some of the back issues. Yeah. Um, and I really would like to get the whole collection, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. And subscribing now for a couple of years. Um, and I think the new additions, the new adept you know, the, the way they're doing it now is very good. Yeah. They've made them like little um, books for a while and that kind of turned me off. Yeah. Um, so I'd li- li- literally put it like two minutes and put it to the side, whereas now I'm a bit more engaged. Right. Uh, so definitely, yeah, they're doing good. They're doing good so far. And I'm lucky enough to kind of literally work next door five minutes 
from uh, the HQ, which is a uh, good and bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's awesome. That's it. Uh, I'm very lucky. A good problem lucky. to have, you know what I mean? So, yes. Um, that's good. Yes. I generally wait for one to come out that's got space wolves or orcs or whatever. And then I snag it, read it, get some inspiration or just think, oh, that's cool. Flip through it, put it in the put in the cabinet. So awesome. Um, yeah, I've got about 50 odd just behind me, like, but most of them are in the attic. And when I get a bit, a bit more bigger space, I'm hoping to have them all on like a shelf as a one. Oh, like a week. display wall? What the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now... I know that and I, I've been commission painting for three years and man, it is hard to keep up a schedule. It's hard to keep a, a, a routine. So right now, uh, what's yours look like? How do what, how do you balance so, work and paint? Yeah. So this is something that's been bothering me for a little while now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying that it has because I got back into the hobby while I was in Afghanistan as a contractor, an IT contractor. Mm -hmm. And uh, the job that I was doing, you know, if the cameras weren't working, you know, I had to go fix them. But if they were working, I had nothing to do. So I had right. no time on my hand. Yeah. You know, so that's why I got back into the hobby the second time around in Afghan. Uh, the first time I got addicted to gym and that's another story. Um, so I had, you know, sometimes I was painting like 12 hour days, you know, and I only had the fire warriors with me, just the bodies and the legs. Mm -hmm. And this was just before COVID hit. And um, so sometimes I was painting from like six o'clock in the morning until 11. Then I'd go for um lunch then paint from two o'clock till six o'clock at night uh, and then they do a few more hours before bed kind of thing so i was kind of painting by days not hours if that made any sense yeah so it took me like the 10 days to get all of these fire warrior legs and arms done or whatever these bits done and now it's like taking me weeks because of i'm not painting as much right 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 um and then covid hit and uh, luckily, you know, I found Amazon and uh, got a few bits sent. And my dad, he sent off loads of stuff. So I was painting a lot. And then obviously, uh, Afghan happened back, you know, in last year in August. It all kind of hit the fan. I came mm -hmm. home and um, spent some time off from August till September and painted quite a lot, like a couple of hours a day at least, you know, sometimes eight hours. And now that I'm back at work, back in, back in, back in Nottingham, um, I'm painting roughly about two to three hours a night and actually this is my first free weekend that i've had for quite a long time so i'm hoping to get some of this commission done quite a bit uh, this weekend saturday and sunday but right now i'm doing maybe two and three hours two to three hours a night and uh, which is a good and bad thing in a way because i sometimes get home about six o'clock seven o'clock sometimes mm -hmm. spend some time with my partner food dinner have a drink whatever i watch a bit of tv and then i go upstairs and i can't really afford to paint till one o'clock in the morning and then be up at six right you know so I'm trying to manage my time a little bit more. I want to get to the gym and, you know, as well. And that's something that's in my head at the moment mm -hmm. when it comes, you know, I feel like I want to do more painting, which I'm doing pretty much every day, even if it's just half an hour. But I want to try and find a way where I can just spend that little bit, you know, maybe get that extra one or two hours, you know. I yeah. just don't want to come home, go straight upstairs. You know, I've got to, I've got, you know, I've been with my partner a long time now. And um, I can't just, you know, hi, and go upstairs, you know. Exactly, I can't do that. exactly. I've got to watch a bit of TV and, you, you know. You can't that sustain thing, that, time. yeah yeah mm, yeah and now i've just taken on some commission work and it's kind of taking a bit longer than i thought it it, it was happening yeah you know i've yeah. kind of finished some bits today you know and the way i paint uh, i've got to try and um i i'm a very precise painter i paint everything even the bits that you can't see and then put them together right uh, whereas now i've kind of had to kind of maybe miss one or two stages out put mm -hmm. some bits together and step up a little bit and try and try a different process so, right so yeah but 
overall, you know, I paint every single day, um, even if it's just for half an hour before bed. But it's mostly two to three hours a night and then some at the weekends. Gotcha. So, so not too bad. At your space now, uh, you don't have little kiddos running around, right? So like that's you don't have to worry about that. <clears throat> that was a question I was going to ask you, actually. Oh, you know? okay. Um, okay. Not yet. I've been with Beck, Beck 12 years, no okay. kids, but maybe soon. But um, it's always puzzle. It's not just you. It's my friend, Chris, as well. Uh-huh. You no, know, he has kids and whatnot. You know, you have, what, three, four children? Four kiddos, you know, yeah. Yep. You must be pretty shattered when you come to paint, or sometimes you just maybe can't be bothered to do it at all. You know? <sighs> yeah. It's, it's got to be, it's, it's fascinating. How do, how do you do that? How do you find that time to, you know, when you get away and, and, and go and paint and, in your own zone because i know that if i had children i would definitely still need my own space my own area to get away for a couple of hours you know yeah well the okay how do you do that so first off the biggest thing i had was i had a dedicated room um that was Mm -hmm. my hobby room and then i got a lock on the door right that was huge that was massive Mm -hmm. uh and that key was only where the adults could reach it the kids could never get it that's that's a no-go and if they came in there it's you know, mom or daddy had to be with them and that's it. They yeah. don't touch anything because nine times out of 10, whatever was left out um, was not mine. It was a commission. So uh, not needing to put everything away and lock it up every single time was huge. Being able to have a space where I could just, okay, cool, leave it out for the day because maybe I couldn't get back to it a day or two. You know, I had to take some time off or, you know, kids are up late. That just happens. Um, but not needing to put everything away every single time was a massive time saver. Um, and then having like, I use cabinets. These are actually cabinets that I have for my home studio that I brought to our, our main studio, having cabinets with baby locks. So that even if the kids came in, they weren't able to get to access everything. Um, <laughs> There's nothing worse than your kids coming in and trashing your stuff and, and then leaving. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Okay. Well, Mm, so, <laughs> yeah. so um, that's something that I'm very thankful now. I have my own space, which is yeah. really good. So the, being able to like actually prioritize your time, like I only have an hour. I don't want to spend the first 20 minutes getting all my crap out. And then I don't yeah. want to spend the last 20 minutes putting everything away because I only have 20 minutes of productivity. Um, but, you know, you just got to kind of find the balance and, and every single kid adds a new a new layer, every single sport that they're in every church event everything yeah. else adds new complexity and unfortunately you know for me that meant a lot of my personal time was that sacrificial the bubble but uh now yeah now i actually have the ability to work on it here i have the ability to work on it i have always stayed up late friday nights because saturday was kind of a free day so being able to stay up crazy late i kind of like don't put pressure on the family during the week, but Friday night. Okay, cool. It's 10 o'clock. It's 10 30. Mm-hmm. Good night, kids. I love you. And I'm up until like five o'clock in the morning, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's for me, like at the weekend, you know, it's like tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I usually up maybe about seven o'clock and I'll paint till 11 mm-hmm. and then go into town, go out with the, you know, the missus for a little while and then paint a little bit at night as well. Yeah. And you know, she's a, a TA teacher. So, um, so, so she just likes to relax and, uh, you know, and not do too much at the weekends. So that definitely helps, you know, yeah. we spend our time together and then I can go away, you know, and I'm thankful that I've got a good setup. I can just come to my desk, whereas in mm-hmm. Afghan, you know, dust was a big problem. So I kind of had my miniatures under like a, you've got a picture of it. I sent to you, um, 
like a I don't know like a tub to protect it from the dust yeah even with the windows closed you'll still get dust coming through the oh, vents yeah. the air conditioning you know even cleaning them out you know you'll get thick thick layers of dust mm-hmm. um and you know i was forever cleaning my desk being you know trying to be protective yeah uh, and luckily now i don't have that problem you know i i just once a week my room and uh, i can leave my miniatures out knowing that i just you know it's not like covered in sand or dust so right i'm very thankful that i've got my own space now 100 mm-hmm. percent. it helps a lot and, and going back a little bit, something else that kind of helps too is you already have some kind of a schedule, a routine, something with your your partner, right? She understands yeah. it's important to you. She understands. I mean, right now with your commission, that, that's an avenue to bring in more money. You can look at that mm-hmm. as second job, as work, right? Whereas for me being, you know, I, when I started painting, I was going to school online. I was going through management courses at my last job. I uh, started a company that the painting company, we had a baby all at the same time. Mm. And so it was chaos. It was absolute chaos. I, I tried everything all at once on top of an already very busy schedule. So it was like, we had to figure out what worked as mm. we're doing it. Whereas you guys already have some semblance of, you know, sure. You might have to tweak a little bit here or there, but at least she understands this is a very integral part of who you are. It's not like a new thing you're randomly trying at like a midlife crisis thing. (laughs) No, no. That's kind of how it was for me. um, It's definitely something, you know, since I was with her in 2010, it's something I've always been in and out of, uh, definitely. And uh, I've actually have a question about this view. And um, because I've had a a couple of friends, two friends that have come to me and had this problem. And it's something that I actually had a very long time ago, uh, about 2004, five-ish. And the question really is, is like, what advice would you give to people that has a partner, you know, that is not very fond of the hobby? You know, why are you painting those little men? Mm-hmm. No, why mm-hmm. are you doing that? And I think that's one of the reasons why I stepped down from Warhammer, you know, a very long time ago. Right. Because um, I had that, you know, and it's something that I kind of wish that I never did. You know, I just kind of kept at it. Mm-hmm. But what advice would you say to people um, that, you know, they want to spend, a, you know, maybe an hour a night away from the world, you know, mm-hmm. listen to music while they're painting, the Warhammer stuff and kind of things. What advice would you give to somebody uh, that has that kind of, is in, is in that kind of situation? Well, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. Uh, it took a while because obviously if you already have a pretty packed schedule trying to make mm-hmm. space for something when someone else doesn't quite see it the same way you do is difficult sometimes to kind of uh, work around that. I think the important thing, the thing that, that helped me and I watched tons of YouTube videos on how to, you know, how to make it okay or whatever, but eventually it boils down to having a, just a honest discussion um, Mm -hmm. with them and saying like, this actually really helps me. This is more of a therapeutic thing. This is essentially like, you know, especially if they're someone has a thing that they really enjoy, like try to equate it to something you really enjoy. You really enjoy shopping. You really enjoy going to see your mom. Mm-hmm. You really enjoy hanging out with your friends. Yeah. You enjoy sitting on the couch, doing nothing, looking at Instagram reels all night long, right? You yeah. find the thing that you find common ground and say, this is my ex. So the thing you really enjoy doing for whatever reason, that's for me, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but I would, I would approach it from like a, let's take, little steps. Don't try taking on a massive, you know, 2000 point army commission right off the get go. Like, Hey, I want to get my five guys done and I'm going to give myself a month to do it slowly. And, and having that consistency is going to show them too, 
that it's not a fling, that it's not this thing that, that doesn't mean anything. Having a consistent, like, okay, all of my responsibilities are done. Okay, we've had meaningful time together. Now I'd like a little bit of time to go do this thing that I that I really enjoy. Um, and as long as the priority is not is never hobby over family, hobby over necessities and needs around mm -hmm. the house. Um, that definitely shortens the time of weirdness. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I think that maybe the money side as well, because obviously getting into the hobby yeah. as a, a newbie, that's, you know, and the prices are sky yeah. skyrocketing at the moment. Mm -hmm. If you're telling your partner, you're going to be spending what, I don't know, um, a pound just on one little, you know, 12 mil pot of paint, yeah. you know, that soon adds up, you know, just for 10 paints, it's like 30, 40 pound or whatever mm -hmm. it is, you know? And a miniature, just a book, 10 box of men is like 30, 40 pound. You know, yeah. that's quite a big chunk of money, especially if you have children, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and you've got the, these bills to pay and they may turn around and say, look, you know, we have to prioritize here. You know, you can't just go spending all this money on little paints and men kind of thing to paint. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely something that I, you know, had to think about mm -hmm. uh, in the past. You know, luckily I, I'm pretty flexible now and uh, I've got a good setup and I don't have, I've got everything I need. So I don't have to go back and buy it. I've kind of built it up over time. Right. Um, but that's definitely something that I think people getting into the hobby, you know, when they're talking with their partner, uh, have, especially when they want to start doing the Warhammer side of things, you know, that's definitely a conversation Yeah. that I, uh, luckily I, I never had, but yeah. yeah. Well, there's ways around that too. I mean, if you're just getting started, uh, you don't necessarily need artist opus brushes or whatever. Let's, you know, mm -hmm. snag some, oh, I mean, America has this thing where you can't get sable imported now so all of my favorite brushes really? you can't oh yeah no we're, we've made a lot of really oh, good decisions no lately uh yeah oh, so okay because my favorite brush for a long time was rosemary and co i mean it was very yes. it's yep. very great brushes very inexpensive uh very awesome especially when you get the packs so you get some not garbage but not super expensive brushes especially while you're learning go to marketplace go to craigslist go to your local hobby army store. painter army yeah uh, you can even yeah, say they were really good tip for me i thought yeah and you can yeah. snag like models. I mean, there's really cheap models out there. Uh, there's always people yeah. looking to to trade stuff or whatever. Uh, you don't need to go after and get like the brand new Horus, uh, you know, elevated model, yeah. which <clears throat> I really want. Uh, you don't need yeah. to get that starting off. You get some, you know, no one likes ultramarines, right? So get a few of those and then you throw those away when wow. you're done or give them to your kids or whatever. I wouldn't, uh, mind, I wouldn't mind the, I wouldn't mind the Gulliman. That's uh, I've had my eyes on that for a little while now. He's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Ro yeah. Robo girly I'm, man's I'm pretty cool. I'm not a space Marine fan. Right. But, uh, that is just, you know, for me, it's kind of like the aesthetics of it, you know, yeah. him standing on the marble and kind of pointing his sword and yeah. you got the bearers in the, in the background and I'd love to try and tackle mm -hmm. that, you know, but it's expensive. It's what, yeah. 80, 90 quid or something like that. So I don't know if that, that is in dollars, to, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I have the, that. probably at least, yeah. I have a Lehman Russ. It's like, like, the, the Forge World one with the two wolves. He's assembled, uh, magnetized, so I can use either the player base or the display base, but it's like, yeah. it's not even been primed yet because I'm like, I'm nowhere near what I want to do to him. So, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's some way that you can kind of meet in the middle and with, with your significant other is, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get maybe not necessarily GW paints. Let's look at Army Painter paints. Let's look at kind of... Yeah. Even what uh, yeah. Reaper Bones, I, I they was, had some model paints yeah. that weren't that bad. 
I was at um, Element Games uh, in uh, Manchester. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, just going with Quarter Paint, doing some uh, painting tutorials and whatnot, and going through some stuff with them. And I never been to Element Games actual shop before, and there was tons of paint there that I've never even heard of before. Really. I think like one was like Warcry. I can't remember the names off the top of my okay. head. But I was very surprised. You know, you've got your basics, you know, you've got your Scale 75, you've got your, you know, your Citadel, um, your Villa Hero and whatnot. But there was loads of other brands there, which I, I was very shocked at how many actual brands there actually was, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's a very impressive shop as well. I'd recommend anyone to go, absolutely. Sweet. Yeah, we don't have any of that here. Yeah, the amount of tools, equipment there was just unreal, you know, um, the only shop that I've ever been to without any prices, though. Really? So you don't know how much it costs until... Yes, I was very surprised by that. I Ooh. don't actually, actually know how much it costs until you go to the till. So I think mm. that may be like a, um, I don't know, a technique that they try and get you to... Just, oh, I'll put it in my basket and then pay for it, you know. Then it comes to like 500 quid. You're like, oh, Ooh. great. I've got to I gotta put, I gotta put all this back. No, I'll just, I'll just get it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, um, awesome. Mm. Okay. So I got another question for you. Uh, so, and, and we'll kind of look at some of your pictures here. Sure. Um, but while I'm bringing these in, if you can kind of tell me what what pushes you to improve your skills, because I, you know, I will say that even your earlier stuff is really good, especially, you know, not not like it's beginner stuff. But yeah, but the stuff you have now is, I mean, markedly significantly better. So uh, yeah. Yeah, what sure. would you say while I bring these in here? Um, what would you say yeah, drives sure. you to get better? So when I, you may be able to tell from the beginning that I did with the Tau Army back in the days, about 2002, six-ish, something like that, I've always tend to go big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of infantry, a lot of tanks, um, as you'll see on some of the pictures. And Lots of tanks, yeah, a lot of tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so this is, so yeah, this is like the first ever Tau yeah, Army that I ever did. Tau 2006, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, hmm. My biggest ever regret is getting, you know, it hurts me to see those pictures a little bit because I sold those for quite a lot of money before I joined the army. And I really, you know, if anyone has them out there, please tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really regret getting rid of those. I really do. Um, sorry, so what was the question again? What, what, what push, me in? yeah, what, what pushes you to improve? Like what, cause I mean, looking here, I mean, even in 2006, you have, you're, you're, you're following the lines. You're very crisp. Mm-hmm. You're it's, but looking at the newer stuff, I mean, that's, a huge change what about either the hobby or about yourself makes it to I've, where you really want I've, to push yourself i've always wanted like a massive army that would be on display like a heavy metal style army but not just like a tank a couple of men right i've want like 20 tanks but not just 20 tanks i want 20 hammerhead tanks all with like pulse carbine um uh iron cannons and then another 20 with rail guns and another mm-hmm. 20 with so and so another 20 and so and so you know and to have like a big table full of like titans you know the towers and like a, not just one mantle i want like five mantas mm-hmm. and um and that's kind of what really really pushed me those big army yeah you know i'm repeat repeat painting um i'm a very good at painting on repeat so i'll paint something maybe take me four hours then i'll do the same thing again for four hours mm-hmm. whereas now i've kind of stepped back a little bit i've already got quite a large tau army um currently that's on display and i've had to put some of it away because i've got not, not a lot of space a display space but now i've kind of taken a step back and done a couple of miniatures where okay this is going to be like a timed miniature paint mm-hmm. to spend three four hours on this and then just as to get away from 
the big project that I'm doing now, if, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. And that's the reason why I went to Court of Paint at the weekend, mm -hmm. spend some time with them on blending, you know, trying to improve my game. Whereas Tower, you don't really tend to do much blending with camo. You right. don't tend to do much blending. Right. Whereas now I want to try and have a go at Imperial Fist. I'd love to have an Imperial Fist army. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's on the cards, definitely. I've got a few bits behind me um, ready to go. But I want to try and, you know, when I go to GW and I see those fine, beautiful blends, that fine, beautiful, like, um, rust and whatnot. And it, it puzzles yeah. me on how they've done that, you know. So now I want to, and also I really want to try and have a go at doing busts. Um, I saw one at the weekend, you know, and it was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. It was like the Wolverine, and it was done by one of the court of paint guys. And it just puzzled me just looking at it, you know. Like, how is that brown going in with the yellow? How's yeah. it all fitting in there? And, you know, he obviously has been painting, um, a very long time, you know, Andy, his name was Andy Wardle, I think his name was. And, oh, wow, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like some phenomenal stuff. And I would love to be at that scale, you know, and I think I maybe would be if I would, hadn't kind of in, you know, stopped mm -hmm. um, coming back and going in out of the hobby. Um, I may have been up, not, not, maybe not at a level, but at a good high level. Right. You know, and you look at my Tomb Kings there, that's another army that mm -hmm. I'd went big. That was my second ever army. And um, yeah, it hurts me again <laughs> to say I got rid of it. I sold it all. You know, and I really re regret um, getting rid of that. Well, and it sucks because it was discontinued, right? I mean, so like it, it's like the double, the the double stab because not only mm. was it awesome, mm. and it was like it's, I mean, not not to pour salt on your wound there, yeah. but um, you know that adds a whole other thing about to to the to that process or to to the to the the feeling is that. It, you can't just now go back and get these guys. You can't. I like your desk, by the way. That's a cool little desk. Um, my desk. Yeah. Uh, in in the picture. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, oh right. Oh, that, that desk. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's, that's like that's like uh, years old. You know, when I live with my parents. Look at surround sound. I know. That I'm probably cost <clears> me like that. Probably cost me like six hundred quid. Not even worth a ten of these days. Oh, absolutely. I mean? And then you're driving. Yeah. You're driving uh, essentials book down below. That's yeah. You know what? I didn't even drive probably until I joined the army. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I was doing some crazy work. Um. You know. And uh, I didn't I didn't really do any driving until I joined the army. And uh, funny enough, actually, to come back to Tomb Kings, I've got the queen on my desk right now. And unfortunately, you know, without getting too into it. Uh, obviously, we know about Golden Demon this year. It's at the GWHQ with only maybe, I don't know, 600 tickets sold. Yeah. And I was hoping to enter the Golden Demon with the actual um, Tomb King's Queen. Uh -huh. Kind of um, my friend Aldo from Ireland, um, he printed off me like an obelisk. And I was going to have like a um, with Tora model backdrop kind of plinth. Oh, yeah. Kind of her sit, uh, standing on the on the obelisk in the desert with a desert sunset pyramid type mm -hmm. background. Yeah. But obviously, I didn't get those tickets. And uh it is what it is. Hopefully next year, you know, and then obviously see my uh, my um, Blood Angels uh, army. I think this was maybe when I was in the military. I was in the military from what 2007 till 2013. Yeah, this says so this 2014. Kind of 14, yep. 14. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look at your yeah, tanks. So, so many. Yeah, vehicles. unfortunately, you know, um, you know, mobile phones, mobile phones went massive then. You know, I only like a digital tiny camera. Wow. And uh, I had a hard drive full of these photos and it's, you know, it went on me <laughs> and I had to find them all and try and get them all back and whatnot. Uh -huh. But uh, the, uh, the top picture there with um, the, the tanks there, that was taken in uh, Lincoln Games Workshop store, actually. And I don't know if you can bring up the photo, which I, one of the tanks that I was very impressed with, that I was very happy and proud of, uh -huh. was the Tech Marine tank. I don't know if you can bring that up now with the... the in the back? Yeah, the, 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 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've the arm. Of it on its own somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So the Tech Marine one on the back. Yeah. So that was all freehand on the side, the Tech Marine uh, icon. Oh, really? And that arm was actually, yes. And uh, that was some of the free, first freehand I ever did. Um, I think I like did like a stencil of a circle and then kind of went on from there, really. Okay. But um, that arm was actually a, um, I think it's like a Katachan Walker, if I remember rightly. But uh, yeah, I remember getting a lot of, uh, quite a lot of praise for that. Uh, and then you got the Predators and I really miss painting tanks. I've not got onto painting towel tanks at the moment. But um, again, you know, I had the PAC 720 from Battle Foam and um, it kind of uh, made me happy when I kind of got them all out of those foam packs and had them all on my desk. And uh, again, I don't know why I got rid of those, you know, again, it was all sold. And uh, if I could only go back in time and retrieve that, again, if anybody's out there who has these, you know, feel free to get hold of me. I'll kindly happily buy them back off you. I really kind of, uh, yeah, never mind. It is what it is. And there's four. I think I had like 19, I think I had like 19 or 15 rhinos on the go at once at some point. Yeah. And I remember when I was um, actually, I was actually painting, is it the Stormbird in the background there? I was actually painting that um, while I was in camp, actually at my desk, you know. Yeah, I miss I miss those, and I think I remember having a problem because they discontinued blood red the paint. If you remember, mm. okay, um, they went on to new pan went on to the new um, the new range, and the I remember and spending a yes, I remember spending an absolute fortune on um, uh, these pots of paint to prep those, an absolute fortune, and. Wow. Uh, I didn't know, I wasn't very technical with the airbrush then. I think I had the, um, I can't even remember what I was using to be fair. I think it may have been the game workshop with like a can of propellant kind of thing back in the days. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I wasted obviously a ton of paint, whereas now you have your head hard on Steinbach or whatever it is. And yeah. a little drop of paint, a little tiny drop of paint goes a long way. Whereas back in the days, I was just throwing it all in kind of kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Well, that arm is yeah. really cool. And that, that freehand logo down below is really really cool yeah that was like I said some of the first freehand ever did you know and uh yeah it's making me happy just look at them to be fair and that's one thing i love about warhammer you know mm -hmm. i go to the museum quite a lot like i said i work next to it and just observing that's why i don't tend to watch too much tv because for me you don't have anything at the end of it like a video game i don't play too many video games either because after it's finished what what do you, you know, have whereas with the miniatures yeah you know with the miniatures you paint something you work on a project you know, and you can also learn, you can listen to a podcast on war, whatever your subject is, you know, yeah. and I tend to go through phases, like I'm going through an Elvis phase at the moment, Elvis Presley. There you go. <laughs> I love watching all the Elvis documentaries yeah. and um, while well, I'm painting, you know, mm -hmm. but at the end of it, you've got something to show for it, you know, like yeah. my Titan behind me, you know, yeah. I can't wait to get the other two done. So they'll all three of them look together. Yeah. And uh, that's one thing I like to just kind of observe and think, wow, you know what? I spent 12 hours, you know, whatever Titan three months painting that thing. And now I've got something to show for it. Whereas a video game, you get to the end of level, I don't know, 10,000, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then what? You kind of, you know, because I've been there, I've completed the game. And then what? I just yeah. kind of think, okay, what, what happens now? So, yeah. Well, I mean, at least with, with this, you have something tangible or even a commission. You have the experience, you have the money, which is helpful. Um, and then you have uh, the knowledge that, that came with it. And then even documentaries and stuff, right? You have, you've learned something. You, you've achieved something you didn't have before whereas a game i mean that's fun exciting but it's not really doesn't really translate to like mm. usable stuff right like 
I, so what like, if you've achieved all of the un unlocked all the achievements, right? What does that do for you as a person? Have you have you learned more? Like right now, we're all about um, ancient technology. That's where our family we love mm -hmm. watching documentaries about ancient technology. Like it's the top ten wow. of Egyptian things was pretty cool, and then Roman hey, stuff as well. So, uh, so I mean, at the end of that, we're all learning things. You know, we know, we have <clears throat> new things we get to like appreciate because of this Egyptian contraption or this thing by Archimedes that, that grabbed ships and pulled them out of the water and then dropped them and broke them. That was so cool. Like I, never, I had no I could clue. Talk to you. <clears throat> I could talk to you for hours on that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, you know it's like fat earth, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I don't, I try not to get too sucked into it all, but I find it fascinating why they think it, why did they think that? And yeah. Yeah. And just, just being it's able to other, sit there subject. and just being able to sit there and like, hear someone else's opinion hear what they're using as data oh i never thought about thought of it like that you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i'm listening to a bigfoot podcast right now just because it's like yeah sasquatch yeah you know like americans call it it's sasquatch. yeah so it's just like yeah I i'm not gonna sit here and say i believe everything about x y or z but at the same time i also know that i don't know a lot about stuff and so at least mm -hmm. being able to listen to what this person says about something and having that knowledge why are we talking about bigfoot again oh we're talking about uh documentaries and things okay because yes. you have something either tangible or knowledge at the end of it that you're able to move forward and you as a person have yeah. grown you've you've added something else to your yeah. you know your your achievements yeah and, and I, when i paint you know i i've always got something that i'm listening to you know mm -hmm. I, I i definitely do go through phases like i went for a whole um uh bob Azar phase you know Area 51, that sort of stuff. Mm, and then yeah. like um, Mount Everest phase, I went for like three weeks just listening about documentaries on Mount Everest uh -huh. and, you know, and yeah. And it's not just that it's music as well, you know. Yeah. When my partner goes away and whatnot, I can put my surround sound on, mm -hmm. you know, blare it out. I've got no next door neighbors at the moment, which is good. So it goes up an extra uh, two or three. A few you know? notches, yeah. Nice. Yeah, 100%, you know, blaring out a bit of death metal, you know. And yeah, you'd laugh about my music genre, Jesus. Um. But yeah, you know, it's it's just it's just one of those hobbies that I've I've fell back in love with mm -hmm. absolutely, and it takes me away from the world, you know. And like I said, you've got something to show for it at the end instead of, you know, completing level 100 on a video game. You've got something there physical that you can, you know. And one thing I would say as well, getting back into the hobby, I have been in contact or have been contacted by a lot of friends that I was at school with, and also yourself. You know, you contacted me contacted me a year or so ago, and I've had so many people ask me. Know how I've done this, how, you know, yeah. And um, I'm always chatting with somebody now, you know, every single day, pretty much, asking about commission. They're asking me, would you do this? Would you do that? And definitely, when it's come to my school friends that I was friends with back at school, we didn't speak for what you know. You go, life happens, girlfriends, partners, jobs, whatever. You know, for about 15 odd years, you know, I speak with Chris all the time now, and we go out to the GW and we went to the court paint together, you know. And I think that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. Re reconnecting with all friends absolutely yeah it's such an awesome community and and you know it's been amazing having you in the hobby house it's been awesome being your friend on instagram for a while like and that's something that's so cool is because by being able to dive a little bit deeper like this episode or even just chatting with somebody you know you realize that people always start somewhere they've all made mistakes they've all bitten off more than they should than they can chew they've all <laughs> had issues where they felt like, <clears throat> sorry, they should be a little more courageous, you know, and, and that's something that, I, that really helped me was seeing people that I look up to like, oh, they struggled there. Okay, well, then let's, let's try to get and that's what started the whole ask the artist thing, like, 
two years ago <clears throat> was getting people to see different sides of creators. And that's, you know, especially why I really want to have people like yourself and others on these podcasts, because it gives, gives an opportunity for people to see like this person who has this incredible skill. And I'll, I'll bring up the towel that I, I'm kind of referencing. Oh man, it's like way on the other screen. Here we go. <laughs> um, it, you but have then, this incredible skill, but you're a person, you know, you, 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 you have questions, I, you have growth points, you have, you have yeah. struggles, you have all these things. And it's, it's so cool to be able to connect on a more personal level and not just a, that's a name on Instagram or that's mm -hmm. a, a YouTube video or whatever. And, and going online, Instagram, you know, I've never been a big social media person. You know, I don't have Twitter. I don't have Snapchat because I just don't, you know, it's just too much, but yeah. I did join Instagram because obviously you can see more of these artists and some of the work you see these people do are, is just absolutely incredible. You know, one of my favorite artists at the moment is the whiskey and wizard. Um, I think he's from DC actually. Okay. Um, he paints like a lot of the older style metal ones. Um, some phenomenal work, absolutely phenomenal work. Mm -hmm. And when he, he, he fascinates because his photo style is, you know, you've got that blue background and the photos pop out. And I've asked him a few times, you know, how he does it and whatnot. So I'm trying to learn from him a little bit, you know. And then another painter of, of mine is Izzy uh, Sanchez from Canada. Mm. Uh, he does a lot of towel work, uh, absolutely phenomenal, you know, uh, his work. And I've never understood how, how fast he can paint some of these miniatures. I know he does a lot of commission work, but you know, uh, uh, how, how not just him as well, but is it Red Eagle and he does yeah. commission work? Yeah. How do you paint that much? Yeah. How, how, you know, I've seen some of his work, like, how do you paint that fast? Yeah. You know, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. You know, even with an airbrush and, mm -hmm. you know, well, some I know of these painters are absolutely phenomenal. Red Eagle is a full-time studio. I do know that. Yes. After yes. 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 With him. But I mean, again, years of experience. And when he's, if, uh, you know, his story, like he, he lost his job and he's like, well, I have this thing, so I'm going to like make it my full time. And then, cause he had to, um, but he has done amazing work. His, he's so fast. You're, I mean, you're, you're, you're spot on there. He's so fast. His Holoquins are, fa his yeah. Holoquins are, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's funny cause one of the, the commissions I have now, they actually keep sending me reference photos from, mm -hmm. from Red Eagle. Okay, work. Yeah. And like, Ooh. I like this and then like, but he's, well, why is he getting his done so much faster? I'm like, cause he's, he's ready to go yeah. studio. I mean, he's Bobby Clark. Yeah. He's not you know, some dude who gets to paint, you know, once every few hours, every couple of days, like that's his job. Uh, and you know, and he probably charges a little bit yeah. more, but and that's um, kind of why I'm thankful. <clears throat> yeah. At the moment, you know, the Christian I'm currently doing, it's not, I need them like two weeks time. Right. You know, it's yeah. like take your time, Dave. Yeah. You no, know, I'll be your first, I'll be your first guy. And so I'm, I'm pretty thankful for that. So I've got no time pressure, you know, yeah. even though I've been doing some of his work every night, I've got no time pressure. Right. And I think that's definitely helped me to start off with, yeah. you know, whereas some people I get have that time pressure and it can be a little bit much depending on what your job is. If you're doing a full-time job, you know, and then coming home and painting, then I don't think having a time on those to get finished is a necessarily a good thing. Right. You know, whereas it, it is hard, I don't yeah. have that at the moment. Yeah. Well, that's my, my, I call him my sugar daddy. Uh, my, my space wolves guy, he started off with just a few, uh, kill team guys. And then yep. it went from that to, he's like, okay, I think, uh, it, it I was so nervous. And it's funny. Cause looking back, I definitely shouldn't have been like saying I'm ready to paint commission because <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, cause I wasn't, and I still don't actually realistically think yeah. I am now, but anyway, um, 
So he's like, I, I think our, our trial time is done. And I'm like, oh no, I just lost mm. the commission. Cause you know, yeah. I painted probably 20 guys for him. I was like, crap, you know, I just lost the commission. That's nice. And then he's like here and sends me a battle scribe list of 2000 points. Well, wow. that 2000 points has basically become, I think last time we checked, we're sitting at 15,000 points of 40 K. And then he just gave me um, the whole Horus Heresy box plus several more vehicles for 30k it's a lot of work it's a lot of work i've been painting basically and, for this guy for the past three years and i guess yeah. sprinkle in someone else's stuff and that's a good thing you know if you have your clients that come back to you that's really what you want to know yeah. and i probably shouldn't say this but i had a guy come to me yesterday only who wanted me to do a 5k army mm -hmm. for like 500 pounds you know what i mean that's you know jesus yeah, it would probably take me, I don't know how many months to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not doing that for 500 quid, no, not a chance. No, 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 no. No, no, and he said, you know, I said, good luck to him. You know, I'm more than happy to help anybody. Yeah. Come to me if you need help. Mm -hmm. I'm more than happy to help yep. anybody. But that is like, uh, yeah, I think you'll struggle to ask anybody to do no, that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, because I mean, you're looking in there and I think this is kind of something we want to talk about anyway, but we're looking mm -hmm. at the, the triangle, right? It, it's either good, fast or cheap. You can't yeah. have all three. You can't have it good, fast, and cheap. You got to pick your two most important things. So if you want it good and fast, it's not going to be cheap. If you want it fast um, and cheap, it's not going to be good. And if you want it, <laughs> you know, what I mean? like that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's you I, can't have all three. So you have to understand. And, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to understand that now a little bit. Uh, my friend Kevin uh, Wolfer from Germany, uh, from I paint that for you. I find his skill set quite interesting because he does different levels, like level one, level two, level three, level four. Yeah. And I've been asking him a few times, like, you know, he paints some phenomenal stuff. His work is fantastic. But how do you know, like, for me, I would struggle to differentiate between a level one job and a level two job, a level yeah. three job. You know what I mean? Where for me, I, I don't know how to do that. You know, right. I don't know how we do that. It would be messing with my, my mind a little bit, if that makes any sense, because I want, I would want this miniature or miniatures or army yeah. to be at a high standard. Yeah. Um, well, that's, you know, that's it comes yeah, down it comes it down to you um it comes down to you now uh one of the guys in our our discord pixel brush that's some a discussion we had about eight to ten months ago and eventually he came to like well i'm gonna paint to my standard my one single standard and mm. my my pay does not scale right i don't have different pay scales to attract different people this is my standard this is the amount of time it takes and that's totally fine if you know what yeah. you're worth and if you know how long things take you and if you know, like in order to get a Shelby Studios original, in order to get a pixel brush or whatever, you're going to have to pay X. It's going to take this long, but it's going to come out yeah. of this quality. There's nothing wrong with that, right? You don't have to have yeah. different scales for some people who have the ability to be like, okay, well, uh, you want these now, you know, they, they basically are altering that triangle for their customer. Yeah, right. he's another guy, Pixel Bush. You know, I think he's just done the um the Lizard Men. Yeah, I saw, and they're phenomenal. We you know absolutely. Yeah, you know, like one day I'll be that good. He's so one fast. Day. The thing about Pixel is, yeah, and, and, and again he joined. He's like, I kind of want to maybe do commissions one day, but I'm not sure. And then now he's, I mean, he's way better than I <laughs> years. I mean, years for me, I'd probably get maybe there. And he's crazy fast. I mean, he's so fast yeah. at what he does, and he he knocks them out. It's incredible. And it's, it's so awesome to see And because he has that confidence now because he's like, okay, I've, I found my groove. I found my worth and, uh, and, and he's getting, you know, 
customers left, right, and center. And so it's so cool to see that. And, and knowing that we kind of helped that, knowing that the hobby house yeah. kind of helped that, that's, that's why it's here. That's why this, you know, yeah. we're starting this podcast. That's why the hobby house is here because if someone can just find that little nugget of confidence to take that step forward and then you're going to be amazed. I think people are going to be amazed if they just have that little confidence, that little boost forward to try, you know, and yeah. And, and that's what I'm kind of doing, you know, starting slow, one yep. commission, yeah. see how it goes. If he comes back to me, perfect, you know, yeah. and uh, I've not I've done any advertisement. I've not mm -hmm. said yet. I'm ready now. I'm doing commission paint. I've done none of that. Right. I am. Um, you know, I post, I try and post every Friday if I can, even if it's just something, uh, you know, that I'm working on, whatever. Yeah. Um, at least then I'm giving something out, you know. Um, right. But like I said, I'm a, I'm a slow painter and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the future. Definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now I want to definitely try and experiment with some different miniatures, different techniques. Yeah. Uh, try and go out my comfort zone. Definitely a lot. You know, last month, last two months, I've been trying to do different things and go out my comfort zone, learn techniques and uh, we'll see where it goes to. We'll see where it goes to. Yeah. And that's one thing about the commission painting, like solely that's really hard, especially when you have big commissions is it's hard to push yourself. It's hard because once you found the recipe, once you, you have to maintain that, you have to be consistent. You can't step outside of the box, right? And so for, for doing that, it's, that's really crippled my growth because I've yeah. always said yes. I've always taken on commissions and it's one or two different people who keep coming yeah. back, you know, uh, and they're, they're very gracious. They're very understanding. I've had amazing customers, um, but it's like, I feel guilty trying new things. I feel guilty trying to, you know, build the mini painting Papa brand, trying new things. Because if I have this big commission sitting on the desk, if they were to go see that video, knowing that their commission wasn't being worked on while that video, like, and they might not care. They might not, they might understand that's all part of the thing. But for me, yeah. I feel guilty. So it's, you know, that's kind of a big crippling factor is that because I've taken on such big commissions, I haven't been able to test out oils. I haven't been able yeah. to try out a lot of blending. And, and because even if I want to do a lot of weathering or battle damage or extreme yeah. diorama or bases, if the customer says no, well, I got to do what the customer is paying me to do. You know, they want yeah. crisp, yeah. clean, like they're fresh off the factory. Well, that's what they're going to get. Um, and, and I think that's why I took this commission because the guy that I'm dealing with now, uh, he wanted kind of what I've done. So I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Whereas if he came to me and said, can you do this? And that'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, okay. I can do maybe a little test model quickly for you. And yeah, so that's probably why I'm doing this commission because I am comfortable with doing it. So I know that I can give him something that he's going to be really proud of, you know? Right. Uh, whereas if it was like space wolves, you know, if he said, if he came to me and said, can you do space wolves? I'll be like, oh, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I need to take that step up. I think for the next commission or, whatever it is I get asked to do. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's all little steps. You know, it's, mm. Hey, I've done that now. Okay. There's something over here. I'll try that a little bit. Okay. Um, and, and don't, I would say don't take something if you're not comfortable. Um, mm. if you know, it's so far out of your comfort zone that you're going to like be hesitant to even work on it. Like I take on things because I'm excited to work on them. Uh, I took on one yeah. commission that I, once they arrived, I wasn't super excited about it because it was a whole mm. different experiment. And I was like, uh, and so for me, it sat there for a long time. And then I was like, I just got to, you know, it's like pulling teeth. I just got to get over with, I got to get in there, knock it out, say, sorry to everyone. Like, hold on guys. I got to get this one out of the way and then get it done. 
Yeah. Um, and so, because it was all metal, I've never worked with metal before. And that was Ooh, really, okay. that was really hard for me because, you know, mm. I, I'm used to being able to have my, my, what was my process. Painting? So it was actually for Ral Partha. Um, it was a bunch of, uh, and like an idiot, instead of picking one, I said, well, I actually like these two. So you just pick whichever yeah. one you like. And they sent me both. Um, so it was, uh, rat men riding giant snakes. It was one. And the other one mm -hmm. were orcs and goblins in chariots being pulled by wolves was the second one. And, but they were, Oh wow. Okay. It's yeah. And actually the cool thing is after I got done and I sent the models to yeah. them, they sent me brand new models of the same exact ones as a thank you. So I have, but they're still in their packaging. I, I haven't yeah. messed with them. I'm like, yeah. ah, I'm not ready to touch that. <laughs> you, yet. you don't want to look. You don't want to look at my cupboards, you know. I've got some pretty expensive, you know. I've got like five tiger shocks behind yeah. me, you know, that have not even started yet. Yeah. And you can soon build up these massive piles of shame, and mm -hmm. that's something I'm trying not to do. You know, yeah. I don't want to um, just keep getting stuff. But every now and again, if there's a miniature that I kind of like, then I will, I'll tend to get it. But um, I have cupboards of shame. At the back of my I, I, yeah. have, I have like cupboards, like three through yeah. six, are 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 shame. Oh, it's opportunity. Paint for me. I, yeah, it's opportunity. Yeah. It's it's they're covered yeah. of opportunity, and paint as well. I seem to have a lot of paint. You know, not yeah. enough really, but um, never enough. I am looking at getting some new racks made. I've got a friend at work who's doing them, nice. and uh, try and put some more into some little space as possible. For instance, because most of my drawers are full of paint, yeah. and uh, just trying to get a bit of more accessibility with a different bit of a range kind of uh, yeah. thing going. But we, I, yeah. I bought some like nail polish holders, very expensive. Yeah. I realistically just putting a a like a a one by two on the wall and then like a little bit of a furring strip on the end would have mm -hmm. done way better which i think once we get a little more situated that'll probably be better for me anyway um yeah. but yeah i don't know and then yeah, even now i'm no, running out of space <laughs> no i actually have some nail um polish holders now they weren't that expensive like 12 12 dollars your, your price oh um but i seem to even though i've got quite a wide desk it's about i've got about what Mm, about 120 odd no about 60 centimeters okay space on my desk you know wideness and it, they still tear up quite a bit of space yeah so i'm hoping to kind of get them rid and put them on the wall somehow yeah um, but when i get around to it i'll get that get that sorted and then it'll give me a bit more space because i want to have like a little photographer type area yeah on the side of my desk because i've got quite a bit of a space uh, to the right of me right now where it's just kind of bits and bobs that i'm working on mm -hmm. and uh, i want to kind of have them in front of me so maybe take away my paints put them on the wall somehow then i've got that extra space there to have like a little permanent or you know camera kind of yeah area set up so that's definitely something that i want to get sorted but it's just um getting around to it really yeah you know yeah, so, absolutely mm. all right uh i got one more oh, actually I got a couple more uh so moving not very smoothly ahead um <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about your current tau uh they are unbelievable uh, I mean, thank you. The, the thing that that drew me to them, and number one, and so it was actually the Tau Army or the, the Tau Kill Team that I that it was the Ral Partha because of the metal, and it was the Tau because I had no clue how tiny they were. That I was mm -hmm. just like, oh yeah. my word, what have I done? What have I taken yeah. on? Thankfully, just a Kill Team. It wasn't anything more than that. Uh, yeah. But then when I saw your Tau, it's actually okay, and I'm gonna kind of blame you a little bit. When I saw your Tau, I thought, wow, um, they seem easy. 
because yeah. how can you be that consistent? And then I, then they showed up and my word, they are tiny. They are mm. so small. And I was and the highlighting, highlighting, uh, you know, I, I, I'm again, you know, if you look at that picture is kind of, they were kind of my work in progress pictures that you've got there. Mm -hmm. And I ended up changing the base cause I preferred tufts to static grass. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up redoing the bases, taking them all off and whatnot. But, um, you know, I've had so many people come to me asking, what's the paint scheme? How did you do the camo? Um, you know, I made a stencil myself. Okay. And yeah, I think when I first started, so I do things the hard way. I really do. And, you know, I was airbrushing the base color on Tal Walker and then I'd paint mm. over it with a brush to kind of get that smooth look. Yeah. You no know, panel light. Then I'll do my panel lines in with Agrax and then I would tidy up, go in again with uh, Tal Walker, which would take maybe three hours for each miniature. Yeah. You know? Oh, those 70 Tau Fire Warriors I've done behind me, they've probably taken me eight to 12 hours each. Yeah. You know, I can probably get that down now because I did five Fire Warriors for my Taunar to go on the base. And mm -hmm. that took me uh, maybe three hours each, roughly. Um, but I definitely did practice a lot before I went out to Afghan. You know, I bought like a box of Fire Warriors for Christmas while I was at home relaxing kind of thing and just did a like a couple of test models. You know, I've still got my... Um, uh, one of the HQ models behind me, that was the first one I did, and I didn't paint for like five years. Mm -hmm. And then I did him again um, while I was overseas, and it came out really, I'm really happy with it, you know. But um, it's definitely something that I'm proud of. You know, when you get them all on the table as they are, you know, I've done what, 240 pulse carbines. I think that took me about five months to do. Um, you know, literally repeat. I did it in quarantine in a little mm -hmm. room while I was in Afghan as well, mm -hmm. you know. And um, like I said, I paint piece by piece by piece. Yeah. And, uh, Something that's always puzzled me, you know, maybe going off subject a little bit here, but I did some drones, and I did, and uh, did some like test camo, and I yeah. remember posting it, and it went through the roof. I couldn't believe it. I posted it maybe at, like ten o'clock at night, uh -huh. uh, while I was back in the UK. Like a little, it was rubbish. It was like a little test pat camo pattern, and it was, and it went yeah. crazy. People were going crazy. How do you do that? Blah blah blah. And it was rubbish. It was just a test, kind of. <laughs> what do people think, kind of thing. It must have got like two or three thousand likes. Wow. And then it puzzles me because you see people that post these phenomenal models and they get like a couple of likes, you know what yeah. I mean? But I know obviously it's social media, it's all a bit of a games and look. That kind of puzzled me a bit. But uh, yeah, I always tend to do a test model. I always have done, you know, I didn't really do a test model with the uh, the town R, but um, yeah. well, it was definitely a learning progress. And I think I can speed up now with the next two that I'll do. Yeah. Definitely. I can uh, maybe make use, better use of the airbrush a little bit more. But uh, with a camo on that, I, um, you know, I airbrushed it and then I kind of went back over it with a brush to kind of fine detail it, um, you know, and make the layers a lot smoother. So it look, all looks as one. Yeah, it um, is but gorgeous. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm, I'm not very good at taking photos. Well, I, I really want to try and get some professional photos of that. Um, well, I got to say when I free, it looks, I mean, good. it looks really like at least of the pictures I'm seeing, you sent, there's so much mm -hmm. depth. Like it, 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 you actually done a pretty good job of drawing the attention to what i feel your 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 focus was but it also mm -hmm. because of things being a little out of focus it shows depth and adds drama uh to the photo and i think it looks incredible and dude i mean it's that's nuts that's insane mm. it I took mean, me a long time uh and i've like i've got two more to do this one um i think this one was from alder my irish friend um and uh 
I wanted kind of the pose to be simple for this one. Like yeah. The kind of like at the back of the battlefield yeah. with a few fire warriors, whereas more of a two, uh, like one standing on like a, a busted um, container and and I'm going to have some like XV-88s kind of jumping down kind yeah. of thing and some sniper drones and a sniper. More dynamic. That's kind of, yes, yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, I just wanted to be a bit simple, you know, but the highlighting alone just took me days, you know, and um, I, I, I think if I'm honest with you, it, towards the end doing all the kind of the markings because most of it is freehand the markings yeah it did kind of um i don't want to say wind me down but there are definitely days towards the end where i was like just push for it just push yeah for it. just go yeah get something yeah done. yeah but I, I remember like having the uh you know all, all of my pulse carbines for the drones 240 of them all kind of laid out and they looked like for like i don't know how to say but phenomenal you know i was really proud of it yeah and then when I started doing the actual drone, the drone drones with a camo, and then adding yeah. in the um, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, the glows, having mm. them all to there, like all 120 of them. Yeah. I thought, yeah, and just putting them together at the end as well, you know. Yeah. It was like it was very satisfying, you know. One, two, three, but watching all these units build up, you yeah. know. And I've got massive plans for my tower army. I really have, you know. I want loads of mantas, and but I don't want like a. Um, I'm hopefully getting a manta next year as well. Um, oh wow! I don't want like a quick airbrush. I don't like. Right. This, I don't. Not a massive fan of this quick airbrush scheme. Scheme. Mm. I want like a full-on heavy metal style. Yeah. You know, uh, manta. Well, that's kind of the goal. The stuff you have here, especially the. I mean, you from top to bottom. I mean, even your bases. Mm. Each base looks like its own individual. It's it's it. That's the attention to detail that you bring, and that I think really okay. sets you apart. And I think that's why these things. I mean. They should be on every single hobby roundup every weekend for Games Workshop because they are just the the cleanliness and the look of them is is white dwarf. You know that's exactly. You know what? Thank you. Um, I've not actually I, I I've not actually showed it to any GW people. You know, even it's more the travel taking it apart is. Yeah. You know, I need to get I need to get a decent case for it, and that's kind mm -hmm. of the, that is a plan. You know, I want to have one and take it in and just get you know whether it's good, negative, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, just for them to see it really and i do keep planning because i didn't realize you can actually send photos into the email address for white dwarf and well just link them maybe honestly yeah. if you just link them like at war uh man warhammer community i think warhammer community or hashtag yeah. painting warhammer those are the two that they look at i mean mm -hmm. i've had a couple of my things on their their hobby roundup thing which i felt is kind of funny because again i'm not i'm nowhere near this and so if you have even just your, your bigger picture of the zoom in of the face and you have that blur of the can like that gorgeous, dude, I love it. So I will, I if, appreciate you, it. If, Thank you, you. if you post these things up there, I will be spamming Warhammer mm. like <laughs> GW, like no one's business. Cause yeah, I, I, I've been, I, I, I've been offered a lot of money for it and um, I bet, no, and I've I said, bet. I've, I've said no. I've yeah, said no. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's incredible. Uh, because I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I know. I really can't get rid of my stuff anymore. I'm afraid I, right. I can't, you know, it's one of my biggest regrets, as I've said a few times, mm. you know, that's a lot of hard, but sweat and tears have gone into that. And I've got two more to do as well. Well, it's an investment. Um, it's, yeah. it's an investment of yourself. It's not just mm -hmm. a, a commission where you're just painting it for money. Like that is in your mind when you sat down and you designed everything and you like, that was, I, I'm assuming that's exactly how you wanted it to come out because it, it looks impeccable so it looks perfect yeah so with that i want i you know my army is the kind of the old school um camo and that's kind of what i was aiming for really yeah. um i think the next one's gonna have a bit more ready 
red on it. But um, yeah, that was kind of the main aim to go for the old style um, camo. And I think I've definitely achieved it. It's definitely one of those models where, you know, before I go to bed, I have a little look at it and think, wow, I've done a pretty good job there, Dave. You've done well. Yeah. You know, not looking forward to painting the other two. But yeah, exactly. We'll see. You just want to be yeah. done. You just want to be like at the point yeah. where you're putting it and in the thing. Yeah, more <laughs> so uh, quite challenging was actually painting it as well. You know, yeah. um, I actually had a, uh, a friend, uh, Ollie uh, from Brighton, uh, actually tell me to use a drill chuck. Uh, and I've actually brought a few of them, you know, just a standard drill chuck, you know, and huh. uh, you've got it's quite, it's quite weighty, yeah. you know, so I had some pins from the legs go into there. Uh-huh. And uh, you could put it on the table then, and it's not falling over, right. not bumping nice. into it, you know. And uh, it's all it's all kind of uh, metal rods going through it as well, to you know, because there's nothing worse. And I've seen it before, you know, and I've seen a few incidents now um, on on Instagram where people's models have fallen apart. And you know, I used JB Weld for that, so proper strong stuff, and also drilled, you know, and put rods in it. So yeah. it's all kind of like comes it comes apart in like two parts. Um, but you know, if you're gonna spend, you know. X amount of money on a thunder hook, for example. Yeah. And you're just doing it with super glue. You're asking you know, you're for taking it. it to these tournaments. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, you know, and there's been a few, there's been two that I've seen on Instagram now, and I think, you know, where people have done hard work and something's happened to their mm-hmm. you know, miniatures, and I think, oh, that's a little bit not good. I remember seeing some guy had um, a shelf collapse, you know, mm-hmm. had all this like you know, uh, yeah, that was, you know, that would have killed me, that would have destroyed my soul, you know. Yeah. And I think some guy got hit by a car or a motorbike while he was going to a tournament. Uh, and, you know, he's had his side bag with his army in it. And, it, you know, it got hit, he got hit and it all got destroyed. And, Man. you know, so that's kind of maybe why I'm a little bit protective of uh, taking these to shows. And, yeah. uh, you know, maybe. But uh, if I get some sort of case for it that's sturdy enough, I'll definitely, uh, definitely uh, take it out. Definitely. Yeah. That, incredible, man. I, I Every time mm. I see it, I just... I. I, I'm at a loss for words because especially having held the little guys in the hand, like yeah, do you, so, do, do you, you know, are I, you unaided or do you have like a magnifying nope, glass? Nope. Um, nope. Nope. Nothing. You know, I've, wow. I've been told not by one optician, but by about four or five that I've got the eyes of an eagle. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but um, you know, I've never had that problem. Well, um, and probably practice, the hands I've, of a surgeon. Do you have a, a eyes of an eagle and hands of a surgeon and that right there? Definitely not, not, not necessarily the hands, but definitely the eyes. I've, I've always had really good eyesight, you know. Um, but I've painted what I painted like five or six as a practice before I actually did my 70 behind me, uh-huh. you know. And um, I've got, what, 10 just here on the go from a commission. And just doing all the fine line um, highlights is it's definitely tenuous. It definitely yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it took me an hour to just highlight. What, that's one stage. I do two, two highlight stages. Mm-hmm. It took me like an hour just to do one uh, highlight stage, you know, for, for one figure. And um, once you start to get those highlights on it, it starts to kind of bring the model together. Yeah. If that makes any sense, you know? Yeah. Um, so when you're slapping paint on to begin with, you're thinking, ah, oh, that's what I found how hard with my HQ models, my Tau HQ, you know, you're slapping all this paint on and you're not really seeing much progress. But then towards the end, when you're adding in those extra highlights, you can see the model or figure come into life. Right. You know, and that kind of, that's kind of the stage where, you know, oh, I'm really happy with it then. It kind of, I want to get it finished. It's looking good. Right. Whereas, I've struggled with that a little bit in the past where you're thinking, oh, no, and I'm just getting on with it. Just, just keep going, Dave. Just keep going, and yeah. it comes up, and it's something really, really good. Yeah. yeah. So do, do you uh, batch paint? So like, or do you do one, like, so for, let's say, you're, I know you're going to be in your highlighting phase. Everyone's highlighting. Yep. Like, so do you do single model phase or batch paint phase? Like, 
Uh, what I mean is uh, batch paint. Okay, okay. Definitely batch paint. Yeah. So, for example, with you know, you, you may be able to bring a picture up um, of my um, gun drones. You know, I did all the pulse car ones first, all t- all two hundred and forty of them, mm-hmm. and then I did the t- tops. And with the firewires now, for example, just here, you know, this is uh, some of the commission. That's how I kind of paint. You know, mm-hmm. um, all kind of batch paint. And for me something I've always struggled with, you know, I like to get into the bits that you can't see because yeah. in my head, if I feel like I've missed something, it will kind of haunt me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely a, um, a batch painter, you know, I'll paint a lot of something to begin with. Yeah. You know, I want to do a load of uh, battle suits. You know, I don't want to just do three battle suits. Right. Uh, I want to do, you know, an X amount of battle suits. Like I keep talking about the hammerheads. I can't wait to start on the hammerheads. You know, I don't want one hammerhead. I want, a ton of hammerheads right. i'll do all of those as i wanna right you know so that's probably why i'm doing these free titans just to get them out of the way and then i can mm-hmm. move on to other things you know even though it's going to take me a long time they'll look amazing then i can get that certification yeah. looking at them and then kind of go on but also i want to have a massive massive army right that looks really nice you know uh to display mainly but also you know like with the titans for example i don't want them to have a plain base i want to have like a little diorama right you now even with the hammerheads i don't want to all of them not all of them will have a diorama but someone will have some sort of i don't know men or right bits and pieces i want them have each have their own little character shall we say little yeah. taste of something so but um i don't know it's, it's just something that i've always done you know i kind of always painted a lot of something you know um so i'll paint all of these bits to start off with and then I'll move on to the next. And what excites me the most is putting all those bits together at the end to yeah. make that one product. So I think it's a mindset as well. You know, a lot of people don't probably couldn't do, you know, mm. 240 odd post carbines as one. They'll go crazy, lose yeah. their mind. Yeah. No, I, that's, yeah. that's very <laughs> meticulous. I remember the first time I sat down and I had, it was uh, 120 uh, Primaris. Mm between your Phobos, your intercessors, 120 yeah. Primaris. And I was like, okay, first thing I had to do all the bases. I want to do all the bases first. You know, I have my set. Okay. I have a, mm-hmm. all my cork out. I get all to that phase and I spray it and I get all the next phase. And, and so when I saw all 120 bases done, okay, good. You know, and then putting those, the, the, the snow around the outside and dry yeah. brushing. Okay. Done. And now, I work on the models. Okay. And then, then I popping them off and gluing them on the finished bases. I do the bases first yeah. because I could do so many of them and I could just put on a, a, a audible or something like that. And then yeah. just go to town and be done. And then when I, the last thing I want to do after having finally finished the model is like, Oh, now I got to make a base because then my base is going to suck. Yeah. If I put in the effort at the beginning, like my base is going to look a lot better than if I wait till the end and mm. I just kind of slap something together. Yeah, well, for me, like my towel, the bases were done at the end. And I think for me, that's the kind of final push. You bring in that model right. together then with yeah. the base. So you've got to spend as much you've got to spend as much time on the base as you has the model to make it look good, you know, depending yeah. on what it is. If it's just yeah. the firewires, then you don't have to go too crazy. A bit of mm-hmm. tough dry brush in here and there. But definitely with the towel, no, I, I didn't really want to just leave it like a blank kind of canvas. That's why I had the firewires kind of running through the legs into advancing to battle kind yeah. of thing. You know, so... It's like um, uh, I'm trying to put together now a Starship Troopers um, diorama, um, but I'm struggling to find materials, you know. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to bunk, 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 uh, bump into Duncan Rhodes, uh-huh. uh, just down the road actually in Newark, and uh, we got chatting and whatnot, and he actually sent me some Starship Trooper models uh, from 2005, 
uh, a franchise that I've always been fascinated with. Yeah. The film was a, you know, I must have watched it for like when it came out in like '97, every day for a year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and the music, and the music as well. The score really, you know, it, it's a really fantastic score. And I've always wanted to have like a little diorama, even when I was a kid getting into the hobby, and it never tuitioned. But then chatting with Duncan Rose, you know, just by an off chance, really, he mentioned the you know, Starship Trooper bits and pieces. He sent me them. And I've actually got one just here. You know, there you go. And, so uh, cool. That's so cool. They're all in bits and pe- they're all bits and pieces. I've just mm-hmm. bought them quite hard to put together. Um, but really? Tons, uh, to, yeah. Um, Are they like Necron? Necron difficulty? No, uh, oh, let's not go there with Necron. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Let's not go there. I hate <laughs> Necrons. I hate yeah, them so much. And I'll tell you why. And we'll get on to that in a second. Okay, but, good, um, good, good. Yeah, I even have some Necron pictures too, so. Yeah, because um, with, with the Starship Proofers, you know, I'm trying to build a little bit of the Whiskey Outpost uh, and have some of the... Um, some of the uh, um, the uh, the I can't think of the bad guy names now. The Arachnids mm-hmm. kind of attacking the base kind of thing. That's the whole, you know. And luckily, uh, I've got a friend in Australia uh, who's printed off some, uh, who sent me some 3D files of the actual base itself, or parts of the base. Oh, cool! And I've got them behind me now. But for me, I'm struggling to find like like tubing, mesh, mm. um, card that I instead of just just whisking it and going on eBay two mil, I want to actually hold it. I want to actually feel right. it. Yeah, and look at it, you know. And I'm struggling to find a shop where it has all those materials in. Right. But yeah, c- coming on to Necron things, um, I've got a friend, Chris. Uh, you know, really good painter, massive, good, massive chaos fan, and uh, he was bugging me to try and get a, a game in with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought of an army that I could really, you know, paint really fast. Yeah. You know, try and go down a different. Instead of being a precise painter, try and do something like really, really quick. Five minutes on a model. That's it. Right. Dave, you've got five minutes. You want, it, you want it done. And that's kind of why I picked Necrons. But Jesus Christ, putting them together. The arms, you know, you'd have to wait yeah. for like 10 minutes. Because there's no holding points. No. You know? I scored it. Yeah. No holding points, is there? No, you, you, say, yeah. you, you score it with your knife a little bit. Then you score yeah, the yeah, socket. Yep. And you, and it still yeah. falls. Because the next part that yep. goes on there is a little bit heavier. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. But, um, I actually got a lot, you know, considering those only took me a lot, you know, maybe about a week to do. Maybe like an hour each night sort of thing. I tried to do some glow in the dark effects on that. It didn't really turn out too well. The OS, I, I was going to say, the OSL looks great. I think just the OSL, airbrush, really. Yeah. You know, green's my favorite color. And I just thought, just try and do it. You know, it's, it's the touch. My, where's my towel? I don't like to handle them. Mm-hmm. Whereas these, you know, I knew that it was just literally washes, dry brushes, and that's yeah. it, really, and a bit of glow. I tried glow in the dark paint as well. We didn't really turn out too mm-hmm. good with the glow in the dark paint. But I took them to GW, and some guy approached me and said, these are phenomenal. The green glow is phenomenal. And I literally, you know, I literally just took me five minutes, you know. Yeah. Um, and they did the crystals and yeah, I was really happy with how mm-hmm. they turned out, shall we say, you know, and then uh, obviously you can see the high elf, um, from 1993, is I believe. Blood on GW. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to kind of get those before they kind of stopped making them. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just the aesthetics of the, the color, you know, and I yeah. thought I'd try something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to blend in the white with the blue and then yeah. I struggled a little bit with that, but I just wanted to get, I just wanted to get away from towel for a little bit. And right. I thought I'll do something different. They look awesome on my shelf. I'm really happy with them. Oh, so you know, vibrant. Um, very, very yes. vibrant. Yeah. Yeah. And I've now added a bit of yellow to the, um, to the, to the base, like a yellowish okay. dry brush, uh, just to kind of make it pop a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's something that kind of was always puzzled me a little bit. You know, do you go back to miniatures after they've been sat on the shelf for a year? Is that something that you do? Well, if it's, if there's something that you think, oh, I could maybe do, you know, like with my towel, um, the arm pads, I just painted the black mm-hmm. where they have the um, the insignia, the towel symbol. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna go back in and just add a little bit of a dry brush, just to kind of make that black a little bit pop. But pop is that something that you do? Go back to miniatures after you've been sat on the shelf for a year? 
Uh, well, I don't really have very many miniatures on the shelf because uh, it's my situation. <laughs> okay. uh, I had one. It was Bjorn, uh, the the fell handed. I had him, and I was really happy with him. Took me fourteen hours, and and for me, at starting out, that was a long time. I could spend probably four or five times that now. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he was awesome. I thought it was great. And then uh, I ruined it with a clear coat because I used a garbage clear coat. Uh, and Ooh. it basically sucked up all the dust. And then I looked at it about a year later and I thought, man, like chunky paint lines, not straight. Like, so for me, I just like, okay, I set it there. I buy another one <laughs> and I, I, I paint it yeah. while that one's in the background. And I'm like, okay, I got to do way better. And I compare them. So I, yeah. I, I haven't really touched anything. I, I know my buddy, I painted a, a blood angels, um, smash chaplain right the one with the, mm-hmm. the jetpack and everything and then yeah. about a year later i was like i need him back i need to make some adjustments and tweaks i gave it back to him it was way better um just because you know i had grown quite a bit um but no i mean now if i if i get anything done it's generally slapped into a box and sent out uh i'm working on yeah, some orcs I had- and I, i'm i'm hoping to get a lot more orcs i'm actually working on a lot of the the mezgeik line uh mm-hmm. those are probably my favorite orcs that are out there right now and so yeah, i've always wanted off. to do a killer can yeah i'd love to do a killer can yeah yeah, yeah. like a diorama yeah i think you know yeah it's I, definitely I, on the cards so I, i've actually i've done two separate custom armies uh for myself uh, a lot of i love kit bashing i think it's my favorite thing actually is building the models painting i'm realizing more and more um that it's not my favorite uh kit bashing mm-hmm. is my favorite so i have a custom space wolves chapter um, and then I have a custom orcs clan, but I'm also having it to where they are the mortal enemies of each other. And so on all of my orc stuff, I have some of this extra wolfy bits that they've taken as trophies and on all of my space wolf stuff. I have these orc mm-hmm. bits they've taken as trophies. And so my, my goal is to have kind of two displays on my display shelf and it'd be like, wait a second, aren't those the parts from those guys? And then aren't those so that they that's my 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 vision you know so um but yeah it, it's gonna take some time to get there but yeah wow you know and it's like with the two other ones that you see there the two vampire yeah, leaders yep. that was just a little test for me to see if i could paint a miniature within like a day yeah you know and i think it took me about four hours each you know not not perfect but at a good tabletop stand you know and i, yeah. think, I think they're from uh, bad squiddo uh, games they, they do some pretty good stuff yeah and i actually really enjoyed painting those two and i'll be definitely picking up some more stuff from them in the future absolutely good. um just something different you know try a bit of blending a bit of kind of one thing i do struggle with is and i want to try and do this um not do this as much but box art try and pick my own paint schemes you know sometimes i need a picture to kind of start yeah. getting something started whereas in the future i definitely want to try and uh just kind of put the box art away. Yeah. Here's a model in front of me, where was the space mean or whatever, and just start doing my own thing, you know? Yeah. Well, like, but, um, and I think that that's, that's, that comes down to finding your recipe. You know, what's, what's your orange recipe? What's your blue recipe? I can tell yes. just by scrolling yeah. through Instagram, even if I don't see the name, Hey, that's a, that's a brush stroke. That's a, the painting coach. That's uh Oh man. What's his Sam lens. There's another one we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, he's in our discord hot vibrant pink pink and yeah. blues yeah. always uh man what's his name yeah I'll, I'll think a little bit like i can tell who's 
whose mm-hmm. colors these are because that's their yeah. recipe, right? And that's kind of yeah. what I want. I want to get to a point where I have my style, my feel, my recipe, but you know, doing painting for the people, it's hard to get that. It's hard to. I think you get practice. Yeah. You know, that's the thing you can, you can practice, yep. you know, um, and that's kind of why I've probably taken on commission painting. Yeah. Uh, slow and steady just to kind of get more practicing and know that it's not going to be for me, but I've still got to do a good job right. to give them that final product, you mm-hmm. know, and um, that's how, that's why I've stepped down from towel just for a little bit just yeah. to kind of try new things, you know. Absolutely. So, well, new volumes, yeah. new new things. You got to worry about faces. You got to worry about yeah. like if it's chaos, spikes, and gore, and all that kind of like. It's, yeah. I I like taking I, on extra stuff because it, yeah, it does bust, push you. And bust is it, it's something that I really really want to do. You know, there's one of my favorite models. Um, I don't know who created it, but it's like these women that are insects. Um, okay. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was now, but um, those models are phenomenal. The paint uh-huh. job on those is phenomenal. It's like a like a wasp that's a half lady. Uh-huh. Then you've got like a grasshopper that's like a half lady. Uh-huh. And uh, you know the paint jobs are phenomenal. And one day I'll get that good. But um, you know I think it's just kind of taking that nervous step. You've got to just go for it. And yeah. you know if it's like a metal model, it's not too bad. You know my unchi behind me took me three or four attempts. You know mm-hmm. had a go with it. Oh, I don't like that. But at least it was metal, so I could um, you know. Uh, restart again shall we yeah. say you know you can kick, you can get the paint off right uh, whereas with plastic it's a little bit difficult but um yeah you know i i'm thankful at the end of the day i'm thankful that i'm back in the hobby yeah absolutely um it's kind of been a uh long time coming shall we say you know i've mm-hmm. always kind of been in and out um but uh you know I'm, I'm glad that i'm back in it yeah absolutely i'm very lucky to work just five minutes down the road from the uh hq as well you know and you can talk with all sorts of people there, yeah. you know, about the hobby. And it's kind of my scene at the moment, you know. And um, we'll see what happens in the future with Shelby Studio. You know, I am looking at maybe changing the name because mm-hmm. Shelby Studio was just something that I started up just quickly to get online, shall yeah. we say. Yeah. You know, I've got a charity event planned. I was going to hopefully do it this year. But my um, IT equipment in my room is not the best, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I wanted to do a, like a five-day stream, like a, yeah. like a charity event stream. So hopefully next year that will happen uh, where I'm painting for like crazy amount of hours with hardly any sleep for five days. Um, that's something that I'll promote towards the end um, if that happens, hopefully next year. Um, just try and do things that people haven't done, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've started on with the YouTube a little bit, I dabbled. Uh, I made like um, three videos so far uh, with my Taunar, which have done pretty well. Um, I'm yet to make the painting video, but I will get around to it. Hmm. And, um, you know, you know, you know, and you see all these YouTubers, they start from the beginning and now they're pretty big stars, yeah. you know, have their own offices, you know, yeah. kind of made it full time. Yeah. And just at the moment, I can't do that. You know, I just dabble in a little bit, you know, and it's good that I'm chatting with you, getting ideas from you mm-hmm. backwards and forwards. And um, hopefully I can get there at some point. That's the goal, really. Um, yeah. It's going to be a long goal, but you've got to start somewhere. And I kind of really regret that I didn't start years ago, but I'm here now. Yeah. Well, and that's that's. That's important too. realizing that just because you stepped away, just because, um, you know, you, you got out of it. I mean, I know you're, you're in the military. That's why you got rid of a lot of your mm-hmm. stuff is because you just wanted that to be like a clean break and start. And, um, but just because that happened, that doesn't mean you can't get back into it. It doesn't mean you can't be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you're proving that although you don't have all that stuff with you and I'll, I know that hurts a little bit, like, look at the success you've seen because of that drive. Like, would you be as driven now 
had you just stayed in. Ooh, yeah. You know, that, that's, yeah. A, that's a question you got to ask yourself. Would you be as driven if you didn't have that, that burden, that sting, that, that little bit of regret? You know, and I know for me, like I always wanted to, but I was kind of like, oh, you know, I didn't even like models growing up. I just wanted to play mm -hmm. the game. And then one day I just kind of like bought a box because I had a pretty well paying job and I got a box and that's how I oozed into the hobby. Whereas, I mean, someone like you, you've had a history with it. You've had a mm -hmm. lot ups and downs. And so that's why, and, and you can see the trajectories are a little bit different. Mine is definitely a lot more laid back. Um, a yeah. lot of things happen to take priority over this hobby and that yeah. definitely impacts my outreach, definitely impacts my abilities. Whereas you, I mean, you have hunger, you have drive and, and that's definitely pushing you. I mean, so far beyond just being yeah. surface level. And, and I would say like one thing that kind of hits home to me a little bit seeing my dad get back into the hobby yeah you know what i mean so as a kid he was big into the airfix and stuff and then obviously i came along <laughs> and uh when i left the military he kind of took my room over and uh he's doing his scale model stuff and you know seeing him win competitions and you know i that's kind of how it all started with the social media thing i started posting some of his stuff on because i didn't really have anything apart from my old pictures uh-huh so that's how it kind of all started you know and i did try and I, I spent a fortune on a i think it was like an f14 tomcat one 42 scale and didn't finish it sold it you know wasted all that money but um he seems to have gone a bit crazy with my old room at my, my, my family's house and um mm. so we get to have that conversation you know it kind of makes us a, a bond a little bit kind of thing and you know i went with him at the um the mountain Keynes show a little while ago and it was good to see all the modelers out there and just seeing my dad you know win a few competitions here and there it kind of makes me happy you know what i mean see yeah that he's kind of I think he's in a bit of a rut at the moment. He's kind of lost his mojo a bit, but um, some of the work that he's done is is really good, you know. And um, you know, I, I've seen his progress. I think he started off doing the magazines where you pay monthly for like a bit. Oh yeah. You know, it costs like a thousand dollars or whatever it is at the end of it. That's kind of where he got the mojo back, you know, into the hobby, and it's kind of taken over my old room. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really good to kind of see and talk with someone you know that's close to the family, that's into the hobby or the modeling uh, side of things. Right. Um, it's, it's really good. It's, you know, it makes me happy. Yeah. Well, and that's, so, and, and, and something too, that I think this is going all the way back to one of your first questions about how do you convince mm -hmm. someone or how do you show them that it's important to you is, is things like that, where there's something, especially with creative people, there's something that is just so crucial to be able to, mm -hmm. to express yourself or to get away or to dive into something that's not yeah. politics, a job or whatever, like the ability to get in there and actually pour yourself into something is so far beyond just playing with plastic yeah. dudes. Right. And, and, and seeing your dad get back into the thing that he had to give up or he had mm -hmm. to step away from when you came along yeah. because, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I might step on someone's toe here, but if it comes between your children and your hobby, your children have to come first. And so by, yes. by, yeah. and, and by him doing that, by him making that choice, by him making that decision and putting himself second, that was a worthy sacrifice. But now that that's no longer required and he's able to get back into it, that is so fulfilling. And that is something that, you know, as a, as a kid, that's my dad did the same thing as a kid that, seeing your father put himself 
beneath you. Yeah. To then finally and, be able to invest in himself again. Like that's huge. Yeah. And a part of me is kind of thinking, you know, I can't wait. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm for and against children, but you know what I mean? You know, um, yeah. But if I have a child and I would love to teach them how to paint, teach them how to game and see them, you know, kind of grow up and, you know, and I think for young children as well, getting into a hobby, it helps them socialize, helps them yeah. become more confident. Yep. You know, I've seen that in some of the GW shops in the past and whatnot. And I see it at the HQ when I go there, you know, these young kids, you know, who sit at home and play video games. Whereas with Warhammer, at least you interact and, you know, you get to be comfortable. And um, yeah. that's definitely something I will definitely absolutely look forward to. You know, if I have a child, um, teach them the game and, um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and it, it's just, it's an opportunity to bond with them. I have, again, I have four mm -hmm. kiddos and every time I get a box, I let them, I, obviously I take out the ones that I really want, but I let them from the spare bits or whatever, yeah. or I, from like loot studios, I download a, a model and they get it. Yeah. They get to watch it print out and then they get a paint with daddy and we all yeah. get, and we're all together. And then we play like a little, little D and D game or just a little game of kill team. And my kids are using all kinds of models for kill team. It's like, they got yeah. a space Marine here. They got like a, a werewolf over here. They got a guy on a motorcycle. Well, well who cares? But they're learning. It's funny. You know, it's funny because learning, we're having fun. You know? And my yeah. daughter, she'll spend yeah. 30, 45 minutes painting a model. My son spends three minutes and he's done, but it's, you know, he's happy with it. Uh, so it's just so cool seeing their personality and their, their characters that they're putting into mm -hmm. their, into their hobby too. So yeah, definitely, yeah. man. No, it's, it's great. It's great. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome. Well, um, did you have anything we, we kind of hit everything else here um, yeah we we have there is there is one question i want to ask you okay uh, which kind of fascinates me at the moment so okay just go it's on the youtube um area so you see all these you know painters hobbyists miniac ninjon who's doing some ninjons he's really my favorite at that moment okay put out some really good stuff yeah but you see you know, there's a lot of people now coming to the youtube world in regards to warhammer stuff yeah and uh, we did touch on this a little bit uh, a while ago when we talked but mm. Where do you think the YouTube area is going with, you know, the people that are putting out Warhammer stuff, you know, because there's only so many painting tutorials that I want to watch. You know, I don't want to watch every single painting, you know, pit pop review, you know, this, right. uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cedar yeah. uh, tools, tools better than Vallejo, Vallejo or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just thinking like how, how many tutorial painting tutorials can they make until people start going, oh, okay, it's just the same old. You know, and I have noticed that between some of the YouTubers are kind of having a little dig out here and there and there. Mm. But it's just something that fascinates me really. And, um, you know, to make, you know, Ninja on and Miniac, you know, they're making money from it now and it's their life, you know, work-wise, yeah. which is fantastic. I'd love to have the hobby as my, you know, full-time yep. job. But how far can they realistically go before people start to go, okay, I'm a little bit bored, not bored, but it's not really an interest of mine anymore because it's yeah. kind of the same. Well, I think, I think so it's actually taking that. Yeah. Um, my, my opinion, I think it's been actually really cool to see how a lot of people, they follow a very similar, similar mm -hmm. formula, right. In that they do start with, here's what I painted. Here's how I painted it. Let's review some paint and it, they progress. Right. So as, as their style is, is beginning to show itself in their work, they begin to find their niche. They begin to find their little bit of the YouTube community. Like I love Miniac. I like his, his no nonsense approach to the way mm -hmm. he does reviews. Yeah. I like how he's very clear and he's, he's transparent about a lot of things. 
And some people don't like that. I like Ninjon and that he's got this crazy sense of humor, like his, yeah. his, his, uh, painting like it's games workshop content yeah no, his, yes. his, his content yes. is incredible his digital badge yeah, yeah. His, his 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 and some guy just paint put this paint for me on the street he's so like his his sense of humor his timing and but the quality of his work and the fact that he's won awards and he actually has that behind that um so he's got his own brand and then Squidmar, he's all about uh, trying things out and then working with the community the way he does yeah. trying Fiverr so that they, they've each found their own little niche, like uh, 52 miniatures. I love him because of his style. Yeah. I mean, it's all um, color uh, shifted. It's all slow motion. It's all like, it, that's his style because and I think that, Go ahead. I think that some of them, I think that some of them also have drawn me in a little bit. Like I've never really been too much into the law. Right. However, Wes Hammer, I have to give him a shout. He's done a fantastic job. You know, he explains kind of each faction, you know, not over two minutes or three right. minutes, but it's more like an hour, an hour and a half. And that's kind of really drawn me in his voice, his way of explaining these factions in the 40K, 30K, you know, is really fascinating. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's not, um, you know, he's really has drawn me into the faction. So I'm kind of learning while yeah. I'm painting as well. You yeah. Know? Well, Baldermort. I'm not sure if you listened to his stuff, but his, I love his voice. I love his, his, uh, narration and everything. Incredible. Um, mm. but they're each finding their own niche. They're each finding their own little bit of what makes them unique. And they're connecting with people that connect with them. Right. And then they're mm. kind of growing together. So it's not that I don't realistically see Miniac doing all kinds of mainly painting tutorials anymore he's 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 dabbling into gaming he's dabbling into yes. export you know modeling his own things um he has found his niche and someone who's really successful has found their people and then they're no longer investing in miniac the painting tutorial guy they're no longer investing yeah. in ninjon the the goofy x y or z it's yeah they love miniac they love mezgeik they love shelby studios you know they love you because of who you are and how they can connect with you a creator and so that basically whatever you decide to do whether it's like i only want to do kit bashing i don't want to paint anymore i'm only gonna have like uh jams mini mods like his all about mm. kit bashing and he paints yeah. every now and then or pete the war gamer all about kit bashing but they've found their corner they found their people and as a tribe they're growing together right so i think um, there's never so, going to be so, a cap because it's, yeah, it's so a lot more out there. Yeah. They can, they can go anywhere they want yeah. to know. And they've all done extremely well. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely a lot of hard work, you know, and, um, it's definitely a subject that I want to take further. Definitely. And, um, you know, and I wish everyone the best look really who, who starts to, you know, yourself, you've done pretty well. You're, you know, you're building something and, you no, know, I'm looking forward to see where it goes in the future, you know? Me too. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, now that we have a little more time yeah. and a little more efforts going yeah. into it, it's going to be pretty cool to see where it goes. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. But, you know, and we'll do whatever we can to help you out and anyone else that's part of the hobby house. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm more open than a book, you know, if you want to come to me, anyone that wants to come to me, just PM me. I'm happy to help give them advice, do what I can really. I'm, I can talk to anybody really. I can talk and waffle on about anything. But uh, when it comes to the Warhammer side, I'm, I'm open, you know, come to me, ask what you like and I'll do whatever I can to help you. So yeah. I really appreciate you, you know, um, asking me to come on yeah. and have a chat. 
you know, I've not waffled on too much. No, nope. um, we've been I, good. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed it and I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Well, uh, to the hobby house people, uh, this has been Dave Shelby from Shelby studios and, thank uh, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. That's okay. I very much appreciate it. And, uh, all the best. Thank you.